Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello everyone, welcome back to Mixing with Moni. I am your host, Moni, and I am going to be doing things a little bit different today in the interest of time because I cannot get this damn podcast on a diet and still deliver everything that I want to deliver to you guys. Please bear with me. So what I will be doing is having, I'll be releasing this as a bonus episode with my girl Chelsea from the Instagram account, Oh No Bravo, the dedication she puts into those memes those online graphic series I should call them is next level I've never thought to think the way she does she is absolutely incredible what she puts out they're hilarious they're thought-provoking they're often like really scandalous thoughts and opinions and I could not love her more for it. And I did a deep dive into Vanderpump Rules um, from this past week with her. And I was going to wait to release this episode. And you'll hear me say that a couple of times when I was recording with her. Um, But I just feel so bad about it. I can't just wait a whole other few days to give you guys the good stuff. So I'm going to be releasing this as a bonus episode strictly about Vanderpump Rules. And then on Monday, this upcoming Monday, depending on when you're listening to this, um, after Atlanta and the Oscars and Shaw's there was just no way I was going to be able to pack all of that into the same episode with um, the Vanderpump Rules so me and Chelsea are going to just be talking the final night in Miami for the joint bachelor bachelorette party that Britney still keeps calling her bachelorette and it just it simply isn't but we get into it all of that good stuff we did not skimp and that's what's fun about this and then we I well I am going to be talking New Jersey, Atlanta, and Shaws of Sunset um, this upcoming Monday. I'll be releasing that after Shaws and Atlanta airs solo, and hopefully that one will be on a diet. (laughs) Maybe not, but either way, that's the plan. Coming up next, me and Chelsea talk the good stuff that was Vanderpump Rules, what we think, what she thinks. We were on two opposite sides on a few things and then on the same side for some others. So hopefully everyone gets represented. She has a few friends in her real life that identify as Katie's. Whew, what that must be like. And Teddy Mellencamp's. Whew, what that must be like. But you know what is the good news is like, it's good to have all different perspectives. I still have yet to meet someone who identifies as like a Tamara. So tbd on that and what that kind of person is like so we had a good time enjoy next week on monday i will be releasing a episode like a regular scheduled programming episode about atlanta uh, jersey and um shots of sunset and i will also hopefully we get the the roni 
Housewives of New York trailer by then so I can talk about that and and then I'll be switching my episodes probably to Mondays instead of towards the end of the week simply because everybody comes out on Thursdays and Fridays but also we need to have Atlanta and Shaw's in this content and I'll be covering the Below Deck reunion as well because I didn't cover most of the season because I just could the fuck not I could not so that's the plan Monday is where we're switching to but you can listen whenever you want just expect it on a Monday Um, And we'll just carry on after next week as regularly scheduled. Thank y'all. Enjoy. Coming up next, me and Chelsea from Oh No Bravo talk Vanderpump Rules. All right, guys, as promised, I am blessed to have Chelsea from the very popular and extremely hilarious Instagram account, Oh No Bravo. It's literally such a pleasure i'm so excited and yes i am also drinking um where i am it's totally a, it's a fine time it's only 4 30 in the afternoon so it's literally happy hour so yes i'm drinking luann so we'll have a lot of fun and i just i honestly am so excited like i feel like me and chelsea talk all the time on instagram so to be able to finally do this and make this come to fruition on the pot is so exciting and thank you so much for coming on Well, that was such a nice introduction. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. I love your meme work because I don't even know if I should call them memes. They're like like mini graphic series or something. (laughs) Um, Well, that's very generous of you. Um, You were actually one of the first accounts that like the bigger accounts that followed me when I first started. And my memes literally looked like they were made in Microsoft Paint in like 1998. So but so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. And I don't know if you know this, um, but I owe you a great debt that I don't think I will ever be able to repay. What? It was <laughs> it was you that actually was the tipping point for me to finally stop sleeping on Potomac and do a deep dive binge. Yeah. and I truly I mean you brought Karen Huger into my life so I don't welcome (laughs) I I don't think I will ever be able to repay you for that it it, see guys and you know they everybody (laughs) always thinks that I am just like hyping up this show and I'm just like every time I convert someone I feel it to be a genuine accomplishment I talk about it all the time on my show those are my people and it's not even just because I'm from there it is literally they are some of the funniest most entertaining women I've ever seen organically like without yeah any it reminds me a lot of like the early days of Atlanta and so yeah so I so this is my PSA I don't know if you have any I would I would imagine it would be hard to imagine, but if you have any Vicky stands that listen to this podcast, my PSA for any Vicky stands that are like, I'm not watching OC because Vicky's gone. First of all, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Second of all, if you're looking for a new monster to root for, may I suggest Karen Huger? She is just as delusional, far less problematic, and like way far more less and more <laughs> likable. Like. She's crazy, but in the best way. Like she's the easy. woman held the woman held a press conference to address her friends. Right. And when they they started asking her um, questions she didn't want to hear, she said, "No further comments at this time." I mean, I just you can't. <laughs> and write she it. meant it. it. Is, 
<laughs> she meant you, it. It's literally the best. And for people who don't know exactly what I'm talking about or what Chelsea's talking about, literally, Karen Huger, one of the, you know, bigger personalities on Potomac, was being, her husband had to pay a lot of money in taxes mm-hmm. and lawsuits and stuff. By and the they IRS. talked about it. Looking and at you, Beverly Hills. Yes, they talked about it. And Karen famously said, you have to make millions to owe millions, which she is not wrong. Um, but it's like the reason why people thought that she moved out of her mansion in Potomac was renting a home in Great Falls, Virginia, which is arguably more expensive than Potomac. Um, and that's actually saying quite a lot. Um, and so people were like, are you renting? Are you owning? And people were very interested in her finances. And she had no problem talking about it. She threw an entire press conference at one of the best steakhouses in the entire area <laughs> and shut down an entire area for it and literally was like these are the things you need to know printed out paperwork there um, were hot it was highlighted there were highlighted notes and, <laughs> and then criticized how they were being friends to her during this difficult time it was a fantastic it and was like, it's some of the best tv work i've ever seen yeah, so I'm sorry to, to get off topic, but oh my God, Potomac. I cannot wait for it to come back. I am so excited. You know, I'm a Maryland girl also, so I had, I had the like opposite reaction of you when it first came out. I was like, no, I, I watch these shows for it to be aspirational. I don't want to like know where they're going because it is not in Potomac at all. No, none like, of them live like in one, Potomac. I've like said 1%. that multiple times. Yeah. Only Monique but, lives in Potomac. Yeah, she's the but only I, one. I'm so excited for it to come back. So, anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing I am just so that happy into my life that I could convert. And I see, guys, this is all you got to tell your friends. <laughs> friends, look out for friends. Friends don't let friends watch boring Bravo. Okay, <laughs> that should be a hashtag, and I might do it that. Um, literally, I'm so glad. And so today we are going to talk a completely different show. But you know, for better or worse, some people are literally loving this season. Some people are literally despising it. So I want to see where you fall. So we're going to get into Vanderpump Rules. And so overall, what are we giving this season so far? So I think that I am in, it seems like the minority. I am really enjoying it this season. Um, I think it might just be because last season was terrible for me. Like I think it was awful last season. I think they definitely needed to make changes and they're trying um, I think it's, you know, it's not, it's not Jack's admitting that he got a girl pregnant in Vegas, but it's not, it's not terrible. So I think it's like a B minus right now. I think it has potential. I think it's, I think it's getting better. Yes. Okay. I would agree with that. I um, think that with this season, at least it's so, so tricky Definitely agree that this season is better than last. I literally don't remember shit about last season but the reunion. And I think that's actually really bad. Um, yeah. I think that says a lot to what producers did and didn't do right. Um, and especially with letting people get away with so much. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely time for changes. I don't know if I like these changes. I don't know if we've had enough to where I've seen, I can make a fucking formulate an actual opinion on if the yeah. changes are good or bad. There's so many motherfuckers on my screen. <laughs> there I are can't so breathe. many. I yeah, do I'm, not know I, what I'm looking at half the time. Yeah, I'm really interested to see where Bravo is trying to go with it. It clearly, like, this is definitely a transition season, right? So, like, 
I just don't know if they're trying to move to two shows where there's like the OG edition, which is where what I all... predicted uh-huh. that they're going to yeah. do. Yeah. Like with their separate houses and they're going to start having babies and we're going to have to sit through 75 baby showers of Britney's, but don't get me started on that. But like, I don't know if they're going to two shows and, but then like, why didn't you do any background checks, Bravo? Cause now two of your new people, you're not even giving talking heads to anymore because, Oh, ding, ding, ding. They're racist. Oh, 1000%. <laughs> I think they did a background check. You think they I did? am one of the people who firmly believe that they knew what they mm. were doing. I really, but, really do. I think yeah, they knew what they is... were doing, that they wanted the cast to comment on it, that they wanted Lisa to comment on it. Again, uh, I hate to think that they're this sick, but also Bravo at this point, their rating collectively are so abysmal, like yeah. all over the place. Every single show, none of them are hitting 2 million. I mean, Atlanta in 2010, 11, 12, three, four, five million on big nights, like Super Bowl and Grammys. Like they would put mm-hmm. them on and not have to worry about it. And now none of them are hitting 2 million. And even Atlanta being the best and the highest, it's doing great compared to say Jersey or OC or yeah. uh, definitely like New York or Potomac. But even Atlanta is doing like very mediocre. The problem yeah, well, is- they can't make any major change and get that from mediocre up to great again this way. Because the reason Atlanta has such a strong audience is because their audience is not their usual core audience. Core audience. Their mm-hmm. audience is much more diverse, and it feeds off of Black women in America. Mm-hmm. But Black women are not going to watch Vanderpump Rules if they think that the lead, one of the lead characters that they're <laughs> going to put money into is calling people the N-word. Like, I, I mean, those... They're not going to do that. No. And those tweets, oh my... It, I don't forget who posted it first. I think I... Or, you know, everybody kind of posted it at the same time because everybody was like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. Um, but just, I think it was like bravoing together um, the Instagram that I saw first where literally like I would swipe and it would get worse and I would swipe and it would oh, get yeah. worse. And by the end, I was so like, are you hitting me by the end I was like oh fuck me I can't (laughs) I'm so stressed by these things and these people that we didn't even know yet yeah exactly that's the thing like we all know Jax is a monster but it's a monster we've learned to know but this person I'm like I don't want to get to know you Um, what is the phrase like better the devil you know the devil you don't I don't know these two new devils I know the other one I know um, Jax is a shitty individual that's not open-minded and not okay with anything, but literally is a fuck boy. I don't yeah. know these two boys. Exactly. Well, I was listening to your podcast last week when you were talking about also the millennial demographic, and I'm a little bit older than you, but I think you made a solid point that we don't want to watch bullshit. And I think this is kind of getting off topic a little bit, but the shit on Below Deck, like it finally got to the point for me that I stopped watching. Like, it wasn't fun anymore. It, it, it's not. Know. I don't want to watch TV. Nobody wants to watch TV to be angry. That's right. not what you do this for. We didn't watch Family Van, you know, <laughs> for years and never had many sexual partners in my life. Like, we didn't do that to get to this place where now it's, like, unbearable. Like, I yeah, don't want to feel targeted when I watch TV. Exactly. There's a fine line between loving to hate somebody and then just feeling... Like, I'm already living this. Why do I need to make time in my evening to watch it on TV? Right. And I had this conversation with Anthony Lario on my last week's podcast that you're referring mm-hmm. to, and I encourage people to go back to listen to it. Um, he, we talked about why this is happening. Like, why 
the timing seems so incredibly coincidental that mm-hmm. all these things, apparently all these shows are problematic and most of them haven't changed tune. They haven't changed people in years. So mm-hmm. what is it that's making it all come out one after the other, after the other, after the other? Like we've never had two racist scandals in one, in one season of shows with <laughs> Dallas and Vanderpump. That's never happened before. And exactly. now it's like coming all out at once. And he was asking why do we think this is happening? Because it just a year ago, we didn't have a lot of this. Like there were some things that Jax allegedly said about Billy Lee that caused her to want to quit the show completely, quit mm-hmm. the restaurant, quit it all, which I get because it's the same argument that I use with Carrie. Regardless of if you like her as a housewife or not, that's her job. And technically what Leanne is doing is like, that's making a hostile work environment for this person. Like exactly. you can't attack someone about something they cannot change. That's ridiculous. And that's like workplace 101. So for Billy Lee, we didn't know about that on the show. They did not tell us anything about that. But now it's like things are just allowed to be leaked. Like I do right. think that Bravo knew. I think they did look it up. I think they think they want to call it on the carpet. Because that's what mm-hmm. Andy said with Leanne when someone, when someone was like, why would you even air this? And the cast even said they've been so generous to her edits before. We never thought they were going to show us this, which also Leanne, I don't think she was, this was her first time at that rodeo. So, I don't think so uh, either. Saying these things, it, it yeah. seemed a little too easy, too eager. So Andy was and like, just the amount, yeah, and the amount of times she said it. <laughs> Like yes. over and over. It's and almost over. like they couldn't stop it. They couldn't like yeah. overcut, uh, cut it out as, as many times anymore. But Andy was like, "We're just showing what happens." And I'm just like, "Yeah, but y'all know y'all have the power to edit these things out." And I think you want to take a stand this way, but mm-hmm. this is going to hurt ratings. Like this does not make people want to watch seeing the people that they used to like or love, or that you want them to like or love, and they just hate them all. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. I and watch I watch below deck anymore because I hate half the cast. <laughs> and it's, you know, and and part of it, like part of it is, um, I Bravo is my sporting event. Like I have teams. We all have teams. We all like yep. root for people. But and I'm I like when there's an arc. I like when people learn and grow, and you see that they're learning and growing. But with below deck, for example, I mean, it just got to the point. I think it was two, maybe two weeks ago. They did. And after show, it was um, Ashton and Kevin, and they're talking about misogyny. And I literally, like, I wanted to throw my phone at the wall because Ashton's argument, after all of this, you would think that maybe he would have, like, looked inward. Maybe he would have mm. had some yeah, introspection. No. But instead, he said, I just hate that they keep using that word with me, misogyny, because I love women. I hold the door open for women. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you literally have not looked inward at all. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And it's the same argument that I gave Leanne. Like, you can't think that what you do good limits you to doing something awful. Like, it's not how that works. People right. do st- do stupid stuff all the time. And when that happens, you can call them out for it. You would do it to a child. If a child calls someone stupid, you tell them, don't do that. It's not nice. And you would hope that they don't do it again. But it's like the older that these people get, they're just like, no, I can't change because I think I'm not a bad person. So I'm not a bad person. And it's right. just like, Ashton, of all the people that are bad, it's probably you. You're, you're, <laughs> like, you're up there. 
You're up on <laughs> top of that hierarchy. But no, he's he's fine because he will hold a door open. You can I can open my own door if it means you're not gonna stick your tongue down my throat or, or punch a van. What does it take to get my dick sucked? Not oh being God. an asshole. That's exactly what it takes. <laughs> anyway, sorry for uh, derailing us. But no, I it's to, okay. We I just love had to get good... some fury in. Yeah, no, we got to get some good, you know, call some assholes on the carpet I mean, before we get into a cast. And this was always my <laughs> argument, was the entire cast of Vanderpump Rules are all assholes. So stop yes. using asshole as a reason for not liking one of them. They're all <laughs> fucking assholes. It's what keeps them employed. We've known it since the very first episode. <laughs> they will do anything to each other before they even got paid to do it. So right. assholes all around, that's out of the way. Now let's talk about the most lovable asshole, though asshole is <laughs> becoming an asshole. You predicted that a bad edit was in the works in the future coming for mm-hmm. Britney, and it's looking like it's happening. I shouted it out last week on my podcast, and I would love to know where you thought this was, why you thought this was going to happen, where you got this information, and what do you think Britney's fate is? So I love that you um, think I got this information anywhere. It is coming from my brain. There is no, I I wish I had inside information. Uh, No, this is all from, from my brain. So first of all, I cannot think of a single bride on Bravo who has gotten a good edit. Um, I don't know if like, if you think of one, let me know, but like the bridal season, the wedding season is always the bride looks like a monster. Um, That was actually, I think, the first season with Katie that, like, the audience truly turned on her. Because before, she was kind of, like, in the background getting drinks poured on her, but, like, not really totally an asshole yet. But her Mm -hmm. Wednesday wedding season is when everybody was like, oh, you're a huge asshole. Sorry, am I allowed to cuss, by the way? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, so I think that that was kind of the first clue. The second clue, so I got a lot of pushback for this, but... I truly think, like, Britney is a girl who met Jax in Vegas through Instagram, like, and made her way onto the arguably biggest reality show of the decade. Like, I think the girl knows exactly what she's doing. Um, she's I marrying Jax Taylor. Myself. I've said yeah. often that Britney is literally... Cal- just as calculated as the mm-hmm. others just laced in syrup in her in her voice <laughs> yes. I think that she knows what's happening I think her and Jax have a uh, um, like what is it called like an, an agreement understanding. Mm-hmm. yes an agreement and understanding I think mm-hmm. they're very aware of what is going on here he has probably told her many times you know you need me and she has mm-hmm. probably believed many times I need him until so I think until he's yes. in her pockets for the divorce and that's all she's got to do. I mean, staying with him this long has gotten her shoe dazzle. She's starting <laughs> a, a knockoff Rotel company. Um, and you know what? I'm like, eating my words. They are coming out with Mama's beer cheese. No, I always thought they were going to come out with it. I just was like, you can't really market beer cheese. It's fucking cheese and beer. That's pretty much it. And I would yeah. love someone to be like, actually, it's a lot harder. No, it's the fuck not. It's not. It's not <laughs> well, more. It didn't... And she's, this is coming from the woman who was like, oh, I love all kinds of cheese. I like sharp cheese. I like mild cheese. I like cheddar cheese. I'm like, those are all the same cheese, you dumb bitch. Like, <laughs> and I don't want to call her a dumb bitch because I don't think she's dumb. I think she's very calculated. She, thinks, mm-hmm. she knows you people will buy her off centered labeled cheese that had, was soaked in beer because the label is not directly in the middle and people 
are like, if you were barely buying Witches of WeHo's wine, you're not going to buy the damn beer cheese, okay? I it's know. like, who's going to go over and pass up Tostitos Queso or Rotel or like Velveeta <laughs> or Hummus even, okay? And go, oh, <laughs> you know what I want? Some Mamaw's beer cheese. But how are we going to get this to market? I'm thinking Shark Tank now, right? How are we going to mail this to people? Are we going to dry freeze fucking cheese? Like, what the fuck is happening here? Are we going to include it in our HelloFresh subscriptions? Like, what are we doing with this? What they need to do is go to that wellness retreat and throw their flowers into the bowl like Kelly Dodd and say, we want Walmart. We want Target. And let me tell you, it's coming (laughs) next season. I can feel Uh, it in my bones. That is going to happen very soon. There's no yeah. way in hell that she's not going, that they're, uh, Jax will do it with her. Like, they're going to mm-hmm. manifest it and pray, and they're going to go. And I just, I can't wish for much from someone who calls Versailles Versailles and, and then blames it on the entire fucking state. Oh, everyone <laughs> calls it Versailles. I don't fucking believe you. I don't. And Lisa looks so concerned. I so concerned. concerned. Lisa mm-hmm. was like, why the fuck would they do that? <laughs> I have not seen Lisa look that concerned since Britney showed up in lingerie at her interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jack, where did you find this woman? And I, <laughs> I, and I say all that to say, I think you are definitely right. I don't think her edit is going to be as great as we think it is. And I think she's going to definitely get the Bridezilla angle, mm-hmm. um, especially because Jack keeps talking about how great of a woman she is doing the whole thing and how he's the bridezilla, but I think both can be true. I think, um, mark my words, I think by the mid-season trailer, we are going to get, like, a full Britney meltdown. We've kind of see, seen hints of it, and I, I know we'll get to it, but with the with her, like, crying during the don't do it Britney thing, and then somehow, like, Kristen got blamed for that. If You know that if that had been Kristen's bachelorette or Stassi's bachelorette, and they were, like, losing their shit over this sign that everybody would have been, like, what a monster. You ruined the night. You're such a drama queen. But because it's Britney, it's like, oh, Kristen, you riled her up. It's like, no, yes, Britney exactly. was being crazy. She's actually being way crazier than people think. And I think that it's only just begun. We haven't even gotten to the wedding. So God oh, help God. us all. <laughs> I also did not think that the wedding would be center to finale material. But it's mm-hmm. looking like we're going to get this way later than I thought. I thought we were going to get it super early. And Same. because I did not know for a fact that they were going to show the wedding. We know cameras were there, but Jax made it pretty clear that he did not want it on camera. He said that many times. He said, he's also, bravo. Yeah, he's also a compulsive liar, though. So I take well, everything yeah. that he says with, like, a grain yes, of salt. Yes, exactly. <laughs> take it with a shot of tequila and yeah. a lime and a little salt rim. But at the same time, there was, like, a little bit of correlation with how many sponsors they needed to have. Probably that's very true on camera. You know what I mean? Because like they would not have been able to have all those sponsors if it was on camera at the same time. Because Bravo's not paying for all those people to get to get some kind of, you know, free commercial, which is going to be what the show is. So I think that there's we'll we'll see. I knew that we were going to see everything leading up to it, but this is becoming an actual storyline and it's Probably the only one that's worth watching at the same time because the other fights seem... I Maybe we're all just so invested in these people that we don't necessarily see their fights as arcing conflicts anymore. We see them more as like, 
oh yeah, so they're mad at them. <laughs> like we've seen Stassi and Katie and Kristen fall out at least four times. Yeah, yeah. I so I we can wait to get to it, but I kind of have some differing thoughts from you as far as the fighting, um, just based on like you know past podcasts that you've had. But yeah, I think. Um, the one thing I will say about Vanderpump Rules, and maybe it's why I'm willing to suspend some of my belief um, and kind of, you know, with like the whole thing that came out with um, Tom and Stasi having to reshoot and it may or may not have been genuine and all that is I can suspend my belief a little bit because it's comforting for me to know that they truly are all friends and there's this much drama even when cameras aren't on. And the thing with the Stasi and um, Tom fight is that I truly believe, like, they hate each other's guts in real life. Like, that is years of resentment building up. I've always thought that. And that's exactly what I thought was happening on screen. I think Mm -hmm. Tom has always felt the need to prove to Stassi, but Tom's not that person. But Mm -hmm. he'll also be damned if you think less of him because of it. And I can see that because Stassi is the kind of person who as a friend of Kristen's, especially when they were together, it's like, but what does he do? Like, what does he do for you? Because we were watching her do it to Carter. So it's like, I can understand why Kristen, and the way Kristen bashes her boyfriends to her friends, mm-hmm. it makes it very easy for Tom to be like, I don't need her approval. I don't give a fuck about what Stassi thinks. And we've also heard Schwartz make those same arguments back in the past when mm-hmm. Katie and Stassi fell out. And Schwartz was like, I don't give a fuck what Stassi thinks. Like, nobody cares about her. Why would you let her back into your life? She's very judgmental and likes to basically have a lot of say and how her friends live their lives and but they let her so it's not that big of a deal until it reaches a party that did not comply to that which is the boyfriends in this situation yeah. <laughs> when they are like we don't give a fuck and they're like well I need well Stassi said I don't give a fuck what Stassi says I don't care like and that creates a lot of tension but the problem is you have a girlfriend now who's Ariana who doesn't give a fuck at all what Stassi says good literally no fucks yeah. no fucks are given so <laughs> Tom is then emboldened and but the the fight is still there though he's no longer with Kristen and they're in a good place I think that that tension of Stassi doesn't respect I don't think mm-hmm. she respects any of the boys in the group I really don't I don't think she respects any of them but also to play devil's advocate like if I if I was in a friend group where those boys were at one point the boyfriends of my friends and just the shit that they've done and the shit that they've pulled I would be like no I've no that's very true I would agree with that I still like you know my friends and they're like oh I talked to so-and-so and it's their ex I'm like why why did you do that like who why would you need to talk to them like they're awful get away yeah which yeah. I can understand that's what a good friend will do and that's one of the reasons why we, we've liked the witches of WeHo as like a unit separately mm-hmm. they're all monsters together they're, like they're monsters but they're hilarious yeah it's, <laughs> it's like lovable monsters like I want to watch them I want to cuddle them but I don't want to like let them into my house in the middle of the night where I can be asleep <laughs> and then frightened by their presence because Saucy is Satan to quote Bo. Um, but in, like in a lovable way, she's a beautiful Satan. So, beautiful Satan, yes, absolutely. Bo is terrified of her. Bo is so scared, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I there's like there a is genuine that is afraid of his girlfriend. <laughs> that is not that is not a shtick. There is fear in those eyes when he is saying Satan is waiting for me at home. He means it. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I will refuse my manly instincts 
uh, in this strip club. You will not catch me. Do you understand? Like, he's looking at this strip. He's like, no, no, don't you dare. I don't know you. My hands are up. This is on camera. And Jax is holding one of the strippers by her ankles. So there's that. Um, but he's so, just so awkward in strip clubs. Yeah, no, it's the work. They all kind of work, to be honest. And them being old men in the strip club. And this is not to get like super snowflakey or sensitive, but that would have terrified me as a stripper. Like that's the last <laughs> thing I want. That's not comforting to see a bunch of old men sitting stage side while I'm dancing naked. Like that is every other Wednesday for a lot of strippers. <laughs> and it's like, this is not what I want. Well, when Brittany was like, is this our future? I want to be like, oh, honey, you are never going to be with Jax when he's that old. Like, you guys are not going to make it that long for him to be that old. Exactly. Exactly. Like, Brittany, I've said it, you know, before. She keeps mentioning that it's her bachelorette party Mm. joint with this man who she does not trust. And (laughs) this is because... She knows I think she knows there's an expiration date on this. I think she knows there's got to be a clock ticking because the amount of time she has to remind herself and Jax of their love and how much they're going to be together. It reminds me of Yolanda Hadid. Yes. Like with, with Dave, what was his name? <laughs> David Foster. That's it, David Foster. Yep. David, she used to always say, I love you. Always say, I'm like, Dota after him and say, I need to outlast his other four wives. Mm. Not, I plan on spending forever with him not different it was i know this is a clock i'm going to ride this clock to the very fucking end and my king my prince my my man i love hi my love (laughs) hello my love and i'm like oh yolanda (laughs) and she would like kiss them and want to show that they were like, honey can you believe we've been we've been married all these months all these days like counting by the hour and it reminded me of like a kid whose mom said on Friday at three o'clock, we'll go get ice cream. So it's Wednesday. So they're counting it by the hour. They're like, yeah, more hours, 15 more hours. And it's like, that's what it feels like. And Brittany, when she said, and this is jumping ahead, but when Brittany said, I think Kristen sees me and Jax as oh. relationship goals, I about literally broke a glass. I was doing dishes <laughs> and I was like, what the, who the, who is no. thinking that they're goals? But the worst part is, I think that she's right. I think that Kristen does like, <sighs> and and that yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pause for effect there. But so the so I have been, and we can. I know I'm kind of going all over the place, but I have been. I've landed on Team Kristen in this fight. That comment almost switched me teams again because I was like, oh my god, she's right. Like Kristen does see Jackson Brittany as goals. And if you are looking to Jackson Brittany to be your beacon of hope, you need to take a hard look in the mirror and evaluate your life choices. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like there's and you know what? I think Kristen is just delusional enough to make that to make that assumption, which then makes me feel that Katie and Stassi, though their approach to me might be wrong and mm-hmm. hella judgmental which is the reason why so many people cannot get on board with Stassi because I am, I've had to make this play a lot of times. I do not hate this girl. I like Stassi a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. I liked her earlier seasons where she literally fed into this and she never professed to be this great or evolved individual. She was playing into being a bitch, playing into being judgy, playing into being, you know, what people thought of her. And I preferred that. And same with Jax. I prefer they know that they're assholes. 
Mm-hmm. I don't like them to think that they're not and try to convince me they're not when they are to their own friends. That makes me nauseous. I don't like that. <laughs> but to think that though they are making, you know, to me, really drastic measures and decisions to get this girl away from this boy, I think they are onto something because Kristen probably does think Jackson Brittany is like goals. And they're probably like, no, sweetie, we put up with them. You could do better. As your <laughs> friends, we want you to do better. Please, God, than Jax. Yeah. Uh, also, you're not as nice as Brittany. Maybe you need to find a, 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 a better component to your love life than Carter. And I think because her love language is taking care of people, they mm-hmm. don't want to see her taken, taken advantage of. Yeah, and she keeps setting herself up in this pattern. And I think um, the Witches of WeHo fight is so compelling. This is my favorite type of feud on Bravo. I love when the audience is completely divided. I know my DMs have been like, busting at the seams I'm sure yours are too of people making like sure of people making valid arguments though like people I think see themselves in this fight and I think it's these are the best types of fights on Bravo when you can kind of pick a side and nobody's really right and nobody's really wrong but you can it really resonates because you know I've been Kristen and I've been Stassi and Katie I've been the one in a shitty relationship that's like sucking the life out of everyone and I've also been the one who's supporting my friend who is, you know, talking about how awful this guy is and I need to get out and we're going to break up. And then you run into them at a party and they're together and you're like, well, you're wasting my time. So I think it's just so interesting to see like which side people are landing on. And ultimately I landed on Kristen just because like Katie is such an asshole. Oh, <laughs> and she I- is the worst. Like I <laughs> people think, I don't like Saucy. I'm critical of Saucy because I like her. Katie can mm-hmm. really go suck a dick. I don't care. I do not <laughs> so, like her. I don't want her to evolve. I don't care if she evolves. I think she and Schwartz work in the oddest way because I think both of them are like sacks of shit for different reasons. Yes, I think Schwartz they, is lovable, but he's a fucking doofus. And, he, and their fight, him and Tom's fight, uh, and, and that was the fight that I always wanted to be had. Mm-hmm. I never thought it should be between Tom and Stassi. And I do think what he sent to Stassi was so off. Like, it's not okay and mm-hmm. inappropriate. But I think that there is something there that Stassi didn't think she needed to go to Sandoval because she does not respect him. And I think Sandoval is like, of the two of us, you should re- disrespect him. He's the idiot, not me. <laughs> like, that's what I really think was happening there. It's like, yeah. I get that he is your best friend's husband, but he's a fucking dipshit and I'm not. I'm smart <laughs> and Tom definitely reads as the kind of person that wants to be like look at me I'm smart I got uh, 20 something on my SATs don't you understand I'm super smart and like yes if you have to tell people you're probably not as smart as you think you are but I wanted the fight or the, the conversation rather between Schwartz and Tom because Schwartz was like I think you were trying to call me a doofus and I was like because you are and Tom mm-hmm. Sandoval was like, I love you, but this was not your thing. There's a, there's a reason that Lisa made you the face and mm-hmm. put me to work, okay? Like, there's two, we have two very distinct jobs. And when you wanted to put on a, my job, you can't just do that, honey, just because you think you can. Like, he's like, I could have handled it in my sleep. And there's no doubt in my mind that if Schwartz was given in a complete party by himself, it would have failed. He didn't last... 30 seconds behind the bar at Sir when he was trying to bartend. He had a panic attack. Right. So how was he? And he was like, <laughs> he's oh, like, I, I could do this in my there. sleep. Right. Yeah. And he kept saying to Stassi, I could just go back there and just, you know, pour wine and beer myself. I'm like, but that's not really all that it is. Like, I hate to make it seem like 
I, this is not always me playing devil's advocate for Sandoval, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's really, it does take a little more to throw it in the event for hundreds of people. There was like, what, a hundred people or something like that? Yeah. It takes more than just pouring bottles and stuff of wine. There are perfect pours, half pours. Like, you don't know what Lisa would have wanted for inventory purposes of like, what do you have? Your manager I mean, was not there. Your bartenders was... are, know these things. You don't yeah. This was just like casually mentioned, but he's like, we need to be serving food. Like that's against the law. And he's like, oh, the chef was there. He's like, no, he wasn't. So just things like that. Um, I do have to back up in a second and say, so my best friend is going to be listening to this um, episode and she identifies as a, hey, um, she identifies as a Katie. And it is, tr- I know, and it is what? truly like when I say that that is the biggest point of conflict in our relationship, so she is going, you. I know, she's going to be so triggered, but I have to go back and say, I do think that Schwartz is just as bad as Katie. I think that he has that oh, level yeah. of like, Bubba, Bubba, oh, Bubba, like, don't be mad. I think he gaslights the shit out of her. And I think that he behind closed doors is a monster and like, she's not, she is definitely not a saint, but like, I think that her anger and her rage texting, I think is like sometimes warranted with Schwartz. And I think it, you can't play the lovable doofus and then get mad when people call you a doofus. Right. And I think especially, okay, so now I'm finding some things, some nice things to say about Katie, because I I must be kind to best friends. But I feel, especially when it comes to the relationship, Katie as an individual, I think is like weak sauce. But Mm -hmm. as in her relationship, I never challenge ragey or angry women in their relationship because there's always something there that makes Mm -hmm. them feel compelled and obligated to act this way. And every time she fights with Sandoval, I mean, with Schwartz, and even with Kristen we're seeing now, she seems done. I think it's like very different than just being angry. She seems Mm -hmm. very over it, like very pushed to her brim. And I think with (laughs) someone like Schwartz, she is probably being pushed to her wits and often. Yes. Like, definitely a thousand percent often so i think who oh, i've never met anybody who identifies as a katie but i don't think that katie <laughs> i think the problem is katie is not an abnormal woman i think is seeing her on tv is triggering mm-hmm. for people that is like that and i think it's the same as um again getting a little off topic but like teddy mellencamp is so triggering for people and my sister-in-law made the point of like a lot of people are Teddies. We all want to be the Bethany's. We all want to be the Ramona's. But like most of us in life are Teddies. Like I don't consider oh, no. myself a Teddy. A teddy I don't think <laughs> you're a Teddy. But but you know what I, I mean. I, I like I don't think I can be a Teddy on a podcast. I think I would have a, abysmal ratings and people would never listen. And I would not have made she? it to over ten thousand downloads. Like people Ooh. would be like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Like which is ironic because didn't um, Teddy just come out with a podcast? I just want to know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> you guys, you got to make sure you dice up your apples so you think you get more. You know, you got to trick your brain into thinking you're eating so much more than you are. I heard her like accountability um, thing, like her plan is like basically 500 calories a day. That is not shocking. I am so disappointed, even though I knew better. But mm-hmm. I'm still like, what the fuck? Like they let you have like a Pellegrino for dessert. So you oh. get sparkling water. Like instead of spring, and it's like woohoo! Like um, I think often about um, the Devil Wears Prada. There is that scene where Emily Blunt keeps telling, where Andy Andy Sachs, um, who is Anne Hathaway, tells Emily Blunt 
um, you look so thin. She goes, thanks. I'm only one stomach of flu, stomach flu away from my goal weight. I eat a cube <laughs> of cheese. And when I, and she goes, and I eat nothing all day. And when I feel like I'm about to faint, I eat a cube of cheese. And I'm like, that's Teddy. Oh, and Teddy. it's really saddening to me because I heard the girl say last season, I just want to eat the chip. I heard her <laughs> say it. She was drunk. She was in France. She had and just you know finished what? the fight. And, and we Kyle knew. goes, mm-hmm. you can't eat it. And she goes, I just, I'm so hungry. And I'm like, no, no truer words have ever been said on Bravo than Teddy Mellencamp being hungry. <laughs> and that's what I knew. Kyle is not a girl's girl because if you took away my chips when I'm blackout drunk, like that is the meanest thing that you could do. No, seriously, you, you shouldn't be allowed <laughs> in my life, my wedding, my nothing. Oh, that's, I mean, okay, so at least none of my, no one on Vanderpump Rules is taking anybody's chips when they're drunk. So I'll do, and you know, I'm not big on recapping, guys, but for people who, so many people have told me that it took them forever to get through this episode. So feel the need to call some things out to people's attention. So we are still in Miami, and we start with the fight between Katie, Kristen, and Stassi. They're still going back and forth, and Katie is like, I'm fucking over it. I no longer want to even talk about this anymore or talk to you. She says, shut up, shut up, get out of my face. I don't want to talk to you, shut up. And walks past Kristen. And Kristen's like, oh, I, I can't believe she said that. And I think Kristen is incredibly like Schwartz and a little gaslighty. We saw her do it to Brittany last week uh, where she was like, did you see what they said? That was rude, right? And Brittany wasn't even mad about it. And so Kristen was like, isn't that so rude? It's so mean. How would they say that? And Brittany's like, wait, what? Wait, you're right. That, oh, that is me. They're coming after you. They're coming after my honey. And it's like, no, they're just telling you don't get married because it's a trap. Um... We then move on to Sheena and, well, not really move on to it, but Sheena and Peter sharing a room is, like, really weird. Like, I was very confused by that. <laughs> so I was weird. Like, why? Why can't they just, like, sleep separately? Like, Kristen didn't have anybody in her room. They can't just, or why didn't Sheena and Kristen share? I'm just very confused by this. Like, why? And I wonder what went down with the, you know, the pirate. So, um, my husband has a very strange obsession with Peter and his work ethic and just in Mm. general, um, when Peter brought out shots at the last reunion, I thought that my husband was going to have a stroke. Like he's like, they're making him serve shots at the reunion. Um, but he, so my husband has not been watching this, this season, Um, But he happened to come in the room when that scene came on. And he was like, oh, my God, Peter and Sheena are hooking up? And I was like, nope, they're not. They're just, for some reason, sharing a room. And I just, I truly think it is, it is so bizarre. Like, they are both, well, maybe not Peter. He's still pulling shifts at Sir. But, like, Sheena certainly has money to get her own room. Why are they sharing a room? I have. (laughs) zero fucking clue I don't understand this whatsoever like it seems really bizarre to me and beyond that I will say that if anyone should have shared a room it should have been Kristen and Sheena that makes sense they're actually really good friends Mm -hmm. Peter should have been with one of the guys I mean Jackson can't I mean again if Jackson and Brittany were on the same fucking trip this would never have happened we wouldn't have this issue because they don't need to be sleeping. I mean, you can't see this person that many times during your own <laughs> bachelorette weekend. Then it's not a bachelorette weekend. And well, yes, I yeah. am aware that Sheena and Shay did it, but I think it's genu- that was genu- genuinely because they were broke. <laughs> 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 but going back, to, 
going back to Sheena and Peter, if they're going to show us that they're sharing a room, like, I need footage of what that late night looks like. Insinuate some things. I don't even care if they're not not true. Just give me something. not, Not even insinuating, but, like, do they go back and, like, Sheena has her little frog and, like, do they, like, gossip? Or do they go back and, like, Sheena straightens Peter's hair or like what does it Kristen and yeah like stuff like like what does it look like what is that room looking like because you can't just give me each other for years yeah it's just it's so bizarre to me that they that they gave us that little snippet of like oh by the way they're rooming I'm like no if you're gonna give that to me I need more like I need a full scene of like Mm -hmm. what is happening in that room absolutely I would totally agree and we then get the fight of the reason that Katie's really upset is because Kristen has brought up that she was a great friend to Katie during the alleged years of many times that Schwartz <laughs> was cheating on her and running around on her. And I want to point out that my great friend everyone seems to love when she comes on, Raven from Mainly Bravo tweeted about this exact mm-hmm. thing. And Katie decided to respond, respond, respond. Like, really wanted to respond to this, really put it all over her everything like she put it on everything um <laughs> she tweeted it she quote tweeted it so people could see the, that's the dumbest thing in the world to me so people could see the original tweet like, <laughs> <laughs> which seems dumb she could have just responded you know overall right instead of you know you know what i mean like she could have just said something blanket but she decided to include specifically what raven said so that people would know <laughs> that's the one that's not true so Raven said something to the effect of Kristen is talking about Schwartz fucking around on you as an example. So your dumbass, oh, I love Raven, can understand <laughs> that she was there for you when your relationship was in a shitty place, Katie. It's not mm-hmm. apples and oranges. It's all apples. And Katie quotes it and goes, no, she said it to be a bitch, but still doesn't mean it's not true. I know that move. I invented it, which means you're a bitch. If y'all <laughs> remember correctly, that was season three. Was it? I wasn't even friends with Kristen then, but you were after and before. So she wasn't there for me, quote unquote. I also didn't sandbag my friends with that shit for two years either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you sandbagged them for a lot of other things. Yeah. Like she was Stassi. She used to be like, Stassi, I was there for you with this, that, and the third. Stassi, that was always her reason for you know, fighting back about things was, I was there for you. I was there for you. Kristen, we've all been there for you. We've listened to you. So what is the point? What's the, what's the problem when Kristen says the same thing? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, Raven is a national treasure. She's a I goddess. Love her. I just love her so much. Her tweets, her Instagram. Oh my God. She is just the best. Um, and definitely struck a nerve with, with Katie there. And the thing is, first of all, let's not pretend like, Tom hasn't still been fucking around on Katie. It was like two seasons ago that he w- he was at the wrong hotel in Mexico that was just like casually glossed over. What was he doing in that wrong hotel in Mexico? Right. Like, let's stop pretending that all these people are saints at all because mm-hmm. they're not. We know they all do bad, shitty things to each other. It's kind of their MO. Um, but it seems to me that Katie, and Katie didn't post this on her story because she likes to hear herself talk mm-hmm. and she wanted you to know what she thinks of this bullshit. So mm-hmm. I find that to be interesting. I think she really wanted to make a point to let fans know that what we saw didn't happen. Reminds me of some other housewives, some politicians, mm-hmm. some other celebrities who are like, what you're seeing is not right. 
just because you saw it doesn't mean it happened. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's how seeing works. Um, <laughs> beyond that, we have, and Brittany's like really caving for their relationship, right? She's constantly like, I hate to see them fight. And I appreciated her telling Katie and Stassi, what I don't want to do right now is talk about Kristen on this beach. I just don't want to do this because I told her stop bringing it up. Y'all stop bringing it up because I don't want to be put in the middle and I can understand that she and Lala are like constantly tug award between mm-hmm. the other groups, more so Brittany, because Lala will always go where the, where the fancy girls are and the mean girls mm-hmm. are. But Brittany is like, she, she has to commit to this. I'm friends with everyone thing, but it does seem like her and Jax genuinely do like Kristen. They seem to say that and act like that a lot. They said on watch it happens live that if they would trust anyone with their kids to babysit, it would be Kristen, which shocked the fuck out of me. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was a really nice moment from Brittany. I think that she stood her ground. I think that was, um, I can't imagine, you know, how deep, like dealing with the toxicness of that um, friend group. And I think that she handled that really well of just saying like, please stop bringing me into this. Like you could tell that it was like paining her. I think that Lala saying, you know, Katie, you, you tell it like it is, but like, if you need to tell somebody like it is like that, I don't think you should be friends. I think that that was so true also, because the thing about it, like, I can't ever imagine telling one of my best friends, you're cut, like you're done, that it was just so nasty and so over the top that that's ultimately, I think, why I end up being on Team Kristen is I know that I think Stassi had a nice point of saying, like, you know, if you want to be with him, be with him. And I kind of got got that a little bit more. And I think if it was just Stassi and Kristen, I actually probably would be on Team Chris, or Team Stassi. But when you add Katie to the mix, she's just so mean about it and just her style of of just being so aggressive about it just makes me feel so bad for Kristen that I think I end up on team Kristen. Yes. Same. And I think that like, and this is so weird because these shows and these people never make me emotional. I'm never connected to them on these levels. Cause I am, you know, I'm very well centered in reality and in reality. <laughs> this is not my life. <laughs> Most of us work. We don't have time to argue this way. We have mm-hmm. aspirational career goals. We're, raising families where we work in a home, we work outside of the home, we're doing shit with our lives. We're not sitting around drinking and arguing with each other all day and getting our lips, mm-hmm. our lips plumped up. So I never feel genuinely connected to these dramas. But when it comes to like, it's, it, the, the scene with Katie, I mean, with um, Stassi and Kristen, mm-hmm. literally brought me to tears. And I was like, especially since we know what we know now, where they're yeah. not at all talking, but I think it was very poetic and a bit omitted that, Bravo wanted to show Stassi basically easing Kristen's pain because I think Kristen is so insecure and not like in a bad way that it's destructive but I think she genuinely gets nervous of being alone and that's not just with Mm -hmm. the boyfriend it's with friends in general and without her friends she said you know if I love the idea of losing Stassi and Katie at one time like literally makes my stomach hurt like I can't think about that and I think that Stassi knows that about her and she knows and because she knows that she had to say something about their friendship but also had to tell her listen if you want to be with Carter just be with him because I she knows that Kristen needs somebody in mm-hmm. whatever whatever reason that's for her and her therapist to figure out <laughs> but when she said that I got emotional because she was like I promise I will always love you and I'm always going to be your best friend 
even if I don't like the decisions that you're making, I'm always going to be your best friend. And this is what makes people dislike Katie because we don't think of Stassi to be uh, be easily manipulated or compelled, Mm -hmm. but their conversation, the two of them, is drastically different than Stassi, Katie, and Kristen. And Mm -hmm. the only difference is if Katie is in it and Katie is out of it. And I find that to be a little bit annoying because I don't think Katie is smart enough to be manipulative, but for some reason she feels like anytime she says something, she's going to be heard in her way. It's going to be gotten. It happened so, with Lisa and Jane yeah. last year. Yep. So I think the, the, when the dynamics of the witches of WeHo changed and Katie became alpha, when, when Stassi was gone and she went to, to New York with um, the real life cabbage patch doll, Patrick, and then came back and had to like <laughs> beg for forgiveness and you know all of that the dynamics shifted and when Katie became queen bee and then that was only made more prominent because she got married that same season that's when it all kind of i think fell to shit because the total dynamics are off and i think it show i think that scene with Stassi and Kristen was so it seemed so genuine and so kind And it really made me like, remember, oh yeah, they're friends and they've been friends for a long time. And it's, you know, it's really hard to watch your friend go through something, especially if you think that they deserve better. And, you know, it's Carter, like the end of the day, all of this is because of Carter, like, oh my God. But I, and then I just thought it was so telling that the editors kept cutting between this like really, really nice, genuine friendship moment to like Katie on the other side of the club, like, ugh. like making her little Katie face it's like it right it just it's I think it says something like Kristen has said to them your style does not work for me that tough love does not work for me and I think Kristen it's hard because I think she um she's kind of creating or making this problem worse for herself by being such a people pleaser she wants to make she wants to say the right thing and do the right thing and make people happy but by doing that she's basically lying to everybody about what's really going on. And I think Katie's just so mean about it. It just makes me team Kristen, even though Kristen's crazy. It's hard not to be. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what it is with me. I love an underdog. I love James last year. I was Mm -hmm. in Sandoval this this fight. And now I'm like Kristen all the way with this mean, the, the, the other girls. Like I, and I've always been a team Sheena. I thought since the very beginning, anybody who's willing to put their pathetic ass on screen (laughs) night and day is the hardest working individual we need to give her all of her props <laughs> because there's no more pathetic individual on TV especially on Bravo than Sheena Shea and I think <laughs> we owe her so much we owe her, her so much what do we have fights all the time like Sheena is like and now she's like I know I'm pathetic but you will not make me out to be more pathetic than I normally am you are three shots you I am pathetic on my terms yeah. Right. She's like, you know, I know that if you date me, I'm going to assume marriage, but you did say you wanted to date me. I didn't that, make that up. That was such an amazing moment because we have all either been that girl or known that girl that, you know, is like, I know that he's saying I'm crazy, but like, no, he did this. Like, he said this. He's a fuckboy. Like, the term fuckboy is there for a reason. And I was so happy when she came with the receipts and was like, here they are. Now you, now you make it what, what you will with this. Exactly. And I really appreciated that of her. And I've always been a, a bit of an underdog person, but mm-hmm. Kristen, I feel like in this situation, 
the only time I've ever not, or when there isn't a side to be on, is when she was talking with Stassi. And I just really want to see, and Kristen recently said in an interview, she has no idea exactly why Stassi stopped being friends with her. She said mm-hmm. that she's going to watch with the rest of us and try to figure it out. Um, and that she currently texts a little bit more with Katie. Not at all with Stassi, but they're cordial, like in public. Um, that says a lot to me. And I don't know what it is about Katie, but something in that bitch is devilish. Like something <laughs> in that is not right. Like whether it's smoke, there is fire. And more be- more people get broken apart over Katie than anybody else on this show. And I'm going to bring receipts to my Instagram and to I'm make a highlight called Katie's Demises. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> because yeah, well, really been... People think they've been over backwards for Stassi, but I think it's Katie. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, I thought it was so telling when uh, Katie and Tom were talking about the Kristen thing. And he's like, Bubba, it's so hard to break up. And I was just like, and this is coming from a man who has like actively been trying to get Katie to break up with him. Like since we've met them, like he, he never was- wanted to be married. I've never seen a man look more exasperated <laughs> than when he was like, oh. I got to give her this ring and it's really happening. Like I can't go back. And I'm like, did they actually forget to file their marriage paperwork or did Schwartz quote unquote lose it? <laughs> and see, and that's where playing the part of the lovable doofus works. Cause you can be just, Oh, Bubba. Oh, that license. I didn't know Bubba. Exactly. And I'm like in their Bubba house with their Bubba Bubba back and <laughs> forth, like in his Bubba man dress. It's like, Schwartz uh, don't want to be there no more than I want to watch him be there. Like, yeah, I, I, I just, I, Schwartz is a tough one for me and I know that everybody loves him and whatever, but I think, and he's I don't, again, I don't not love him. I just think that he is like Brittany. They know what the fuck they're doing. See, I would almost, this is a hot take, but I would take Brittany over Schwartz. I think there is something like dark within him. <laughs> I swear. Like, I think he, he plays the part really well but I think I, there's something about him. And if I'm, if he continues to talk in that baby voice, like I'm going to become homicidal. I can't deal <laughs> with, the, with the baby voice. Now, see, now this is actually going to be a really great poll. And I'm going to end up being like, you know, who do you think is more devious inside, Brittany or Schwartz? I don't get the people talking. Um, <laughs> because I think Brittany. I really do. I would mm. say Brittany... First and foremost, and everything in between, I don't think that Brittany is a good human. I think she knows she's not a good human. I think she's just as bad as Jax, and I think he knows that. And they need each other. They're using each other, and it works for them in some Mm -hmm. sick, twisted way. It turns them on to be this way to each other and to other people. It's just that Brittany, it's like you could not have casted a better role. All of a sudden, you have this sweet Southern princess that just happens to tame this one awful individual that we've seen be awful for almost a decade. Come on. Like, that just seems a little too categorized. Like, it's very specific. And it's working for them, which yeah. makes sense. And she keeps telling us about it. And that's what the, the, those little seeds of, mm-hmm. I, they see me as the one who tamed the Jax Taylor. And I thought I tamed them. And I'm like, oh. Okay. And I knew this would happen as soon as I realized she was going to take him back after he cheated on her. There's no way. There's no way. If you were not married and you were not engaged, there's no real reason to get back with this man if you just heard him dog you out. Yeah. In front of, I mean, yeah, that was... That was a pretty good season. I'm, I'm, I gotta say, <laughs> they gave right, us great. I, TV. I read it. 
I yeah. read what the what the recording said because they did not I play did. it on Bravo, which I really yeah. don't know why. I would um, love to know actually, why I know I know the answer to that. Oh yay! Um, so it was thank you Bravo Real Housewives on Reddit because I was I had the same thing when it came out. I was like, why? Like that would have been amazing to hear that. Like that could have been somebody's ringtone. That is crazy. Um, but mm-hmm. it it's because California is a single consent or a double consent. Um, oh, state. that makes sense. Yeah, so they couldn't because um, Faith wasn't didn't consent or Jackson consent to Faith recording him. That makes sense. And so yeah. for people who don't know or speak legalese, for a lot of states, you need both consent or one, uh, two people's consent if each person is going to, uh, more than one person is going to be on a recording. In some states, you only need one. Otherwise, I believe that is technically wiretapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they couldn't Yeah, so in they some states, you only need one. And if you're the person that consents, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I consent to recording you. Yeah. yeah. I would consent to recording this conversation. But um, for California, that makes sense. They are very much so consenty over there, which is good for the overarching community of, you know, the citizens and hardworking people of California that they're protected Mm -hmm. by their own laws. It is bad for us Bravo watchers who wanted to hear what Jack said about Britney. Yeah, so I'm posting that likely as well because I don't need consent to do whatever. No, I'm just kidding. I need a lot of consent. Um, I will get in trouble for bad things, but it's posted, so I'll just cite my sources and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I definitely think Brittany knows what she's doing. I'm. I think it's so interesting. This whole wedding season. I honestly, I think that we're going to get a, like I said, I think we're going to get a a meltdown mid-season trailer from her. But we've all had that friend that you know, they get married and your life is supposed to stop because it's like the most important day of, of their lives. Nope, it's, it's just for you. <clears throat> it's just for you. And I think she is so focused on this, on this wedding, like this wedding, this wedding, this wedding, I've been planning this wedding for my whole life. And I think she's overlooking the fact that like, there's a marriage after this wedding and she is choosing actively to be married to Jax Taylor. And I think that she knew that and got in too deep because she's always wanted to be married. Because mm-hmm. last season, when she had that breakdown in Katie and Tom's apartment, and she was getting up, and she was like, I can't do this. Like, this is, I'm, not, I'm in my wits, and I can't think, this is not important to me right now. I got so much going on. And I was like, oh, this girl is over it. She is like, she realizes that she is in so deep. There is mm-hmm. no going back. I don't think her family will let her go back. I think Mama Sherry Cartwright is <laughs> banking on the same checks that Brittany is banking on. I think mm-hmm. that they like this attention. They're from Kentucky. They may have never thought this was even possible. Like they never thought that you know their daughter would be this girl. Like that they thought she would be like a traditional, you know, Southern bride who would find a good man after college, maybe, and you know, have a good life. Let me have a chill life. But now other things have taken place and (laughs) her their daughter's famous and she's on tv and people love her they find her sweet and i think mama sherry you better get that damn beer cheese on the market today okay (laughs) and 60 percent of the profits are going to me and your your grandmother like your mom your mama so Mm -hmm. i think britney is in too deep too many people are relying her on her for this and i think she knew it and that breakdown gave me a lot to work with i was like oh yeah something's going on over there Mm -hmm. yeah for sure. And I, I did get the, get out. 
Yeah, and I did get the impression. Like, I just cannot wait for the Jax 2.0 facade to go away. I just can't. And it will. Oh, it totally will. It's already cracking. The whole, and I have never seen a more telling scene than Jax with those sunglasses on saying, I'm so dead inside. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No truer words have ever been spoken because getting engaged or getting married doesn't change you as an individual automatically unless you want to be changed or open to change or doing active growth work. None of that's happening for Jax. He just thinks that I'm responsible now. I'm 40. I got to be this way. And it's like, yeah, Chef is nodding. Like, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> like, you know, you can still be a fuckboy and an idiot at 40. It, at any age, really. 80, mm-hmm. 100, 10. It doesn't matter. That's <laughs> why I don't allow the excuse of Brett and Max were super young and knew what they were tweeting, didn't know what they were tweeting. I'm like, you can be an asshole at any age. I teach small humans for a living. Mm-hmm. Some of them are assholes. They know what they're doing. <laughs> allowing them to be assholes and telling them it doesn't matter because of their age, that is a problem. <laughs> like, that yeah. encourages this behavior long term. And yet, and still, last thing I wanted to bring up we got more of this fuckboy Max. He is more of a fuckboy than I ever even thought he was. I do believe he slept with this girl who works at Sir and then went home with her friend on her birthday. A hundred percent. I do believe he is a bad person. <laughs> And he's lying to Dana. And Dana, this boy Max is literally the new Jax. And Dana's kind of giving me, I want to say, Vale vibes. Oh, that is a good call. That is a really good call. just overlooked everything. Like, everyone was like, girl, you do know you're being played and worked with now. You can tell, right? And she's like, I mean... I have no reason not to believe Jax because he told me that he means, and Dana said, if I had to choose between believing Danica and believing Max, I'm going to believe Max. Why? Because he's sleeping with you? So he's the first man in history to ever not lie to someone when he sleeps with them? I'm shocked. Yeah, I, um, Max is just terrible. Just terrible. Just a horrible human. Um, I actually, I'm really liking the new girls. And by liking, I mean I'm liking to not like them, which is how I like my people on Vanderpump. Um, oh, yeah. Lovable asshole. <laughs> yeah. So I think I've been really enjoying um, Dana. I think that she she seems smart. She seems, I think it does seem a little bit rehearsed right now. But I think as she finds her groove, I think she'll be good. Um and I, I'm hoping for her sake, like to break the fourth wall a little bit, like I'm hoping that she's doing this Max thing because she knew it would mean more screen time and not because she actually believes him. But I kind of think she does. Like, I kind of think she does believe him. I think she thinks like, so I recently had an experience like this with a friend and I think that it's, we're so used to dealing with Jax and his blatant lies that we don't mm-hmm. see what is actually the more common way to be a sociological liar is mm-hmm. all you do is agree to the lesser charge. And if you say and are honest about smaller things that you know someone can forgive you for, the people that you're lying to tend to not think you're lying to them on the bigger stuff because you were honest to them about the other stuff. So I think that's literally what happens with Max and Dana. She's like, well, he's been incredibly honest with me in the past. That does not mean that he can't be a liar later for something else. If he doesn't want to admit to that shit, he won't admit to that shit. So him (laughs) being honest to you in the past means nothing. Literally nothing. We can change our mind. We can do whatever we want. We're human. We do different things all the time. So I think that Max has often 
owned up and fessed up to the lesser charges so that when he comes to something like this, he's like, no, never happened. Mm-mm, didn't happen. And I just want to know what Dana's going to do when she's seeing, and now she's seeing the season, but like she's seen what he texted to Sheena and how he invited her and how they actually mm-hmm. had a thing going on because he just kind of, once he realized probably how much Dana was going to be on the show, he probably wanted to do that shit too. He was like, I'm going to be yeah. with Dana then because, you know, Sheena is great, but she's an outskirter. Dana was getting in good with all the girls so quickly. He was like, I'm going to be mm-hmm. over here. And he so feels himself. He said it to uh, this week, you know, if I wanted to do some petty shit and kick her out of my bar, I could have <laughs> kicked her out of my, I could ban her from my bar. I'm like, what you are not is a Lisa, a Tom, or a Tom. So you mm-hmm. you can't physically ban her from your bar for no reason, just because you're the GM because she's this what she slept with you. Like <laughs> the amount of things in that that are so wrong on so many so levels, wrong. It would add to the pile of lawsuits that Lisa is actively fighting right now in her restaurant. Yeah, I that one on another day. <laughs> <laughs> that might yeah, be an entire yeah. bonus episode. Like go through all of the housewives lawsuits and that would be so fun but (laughs) we got more of them and less of james but no charlie like there's like a roll call like we need to have now where we Mm -hmm. have like the attendance sheet out and be like who did we see and who did we not see and i'm sorry like where is dj james kennedy i'm going to have to do like a a welfare check soon like i want him back so bad and yeah. I was annoyed because Max said he spoke to James and he's going to do, you know, the show. That could have been a scene. Sit down with him. Send Max. Have him earn his fucking dues. Send mm-hmm. him to a coffee shop with James midday. Have him. Oh, even better. <laughs> go at five o'clock where James could be drinking. Is he drinking? Is he not? To ask him, you know, hey, wanna, do you want to DJ? Lisa is not a big fan of it. And I know you've had things. There was so much conflict and content there that we could have seen. And mm-hmm. we didn't. Where, where was James? I would have loved to have seen him be like, hey, like Lisa doesn't want you to do this. So you really got to be on your best behavior. Okay. And he'd be like, yeah, like no worries, mate. I got it. I got it. And he would have done it. it yeah, been- I, I've got to imagine that there has to be something like deeper going on with James just Lisa's kind of alluded to it like you know sometimes he says he's not drinking and he is like it really does seem like Lisa is doing tough like I don't know if she's in charge of who who shoots and who films but it does seem like she's actually sticking to her guns with like a little bit of tough love with him but it's just I got so mad when she said you know he's like a wrecking ball coming through my restaurant I'm like that's what we need like that's what the show needs I want to see DJ James Kennedy DJing like in a closet somewhere like on a toilet paper ream like just like loving his own songs like I need him on this screen to say that they're not all that way they're (laughs) all wrecking balls the amount of things that she lets take place in her you know restaurant with the the the, all of them sleeping together and causing Mm -hmm. scenes and we used to watch them steal wine steal silverware and plates they would do bad things and that they had like what it was it Jackson Lorelai had sex in a bathroom <laughs> like not to mention how can she call James a wrecking ball unless she just loves him so much more so she wants more for him and doesn't give a fuck about the rest Lala verbally annihilated Raquel in front of customers at the at the front of her restaurant like went yeah. nuts on this woman that is a wrecking ball. That is a literal wrecking ball. Well, even bringing it to present day, the new girl Danica, like, just recently pushed her boyfriend in the middle of Sir, and now 
she's like in charge of pride. Right. But GJ James could be what? He <laughs> Heaven forbid. He can't sit in the front and, you know, spin some tables because what? He called Jax out on being a cheater? Oh, well, maybe that shouldn't <laughs> change. He wouldn't have any material. Uh, well, I also, talking about Danica and Dana, I am still not convinced they are not the same person. I th- they, they are the honestly, same person. They were in a scene together this week, and it honestly reminded me of Lindsay Lohan in The Parent Trap. Like, they just put a wig on one. I swear they are the same person. Yeah. I, honestly, they I've looked at them on Instagram and stuff, and I don't know which one I'm looking at. A couple <laughs> of times, I'm like, and Dana's hair, I mean, Danica's hair has gotten lighter. And I'm oh, just God. like, well, this is not good for me. This is really <laughs> bad for me. And I, I try very hard not to allow the prejudices of all white women look the same to kind of come <laughs> into play. I try because I hate it when people do it to my people. So I'm just looking like, I can tell these women apart. I am not that simple-minded. I know, even on OC, I know who is who. But now they're <laughs> making it very hard on Vanderpump Rules because they are all morphing into the same person. Even the Lala and the Lips, they're all morphing into the same kind of humanoid. Yeah, the the plastic surgery, it's they are all moving into like one giant Kardashian Jenner Hadid hybrid of some sort. It's very interesting to watch, and I'm like so intrigued what everybody's gonna end up looking like in like 10 years. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't know how this is going to play out. And I'm not that excited to find out. But <laughs> I think they're all going to be some version of themselves. And we won't know what they actually remember looking like until mm-hmm. they have kids. And then you're like, oh, well, that's your face. Um, <laughs> that's so, my old nose. Yeah. I, that's all I had. Do you have any thoughts, predictions, you know, that you want to share here first before they become a series of graphics on Instagram <laughs> for all like any exclusive predictions that Chelsea from Ono Bravo has um so I talked about the Britney thing you know at the beginning of the season I thought that like surely Katie was due for a good edit but honestly like I just don't think she has it in her to have a good season I don't think she gives the editors enough to have they a good season only- they can only work with what they're given. Yeah. So I think um, definitely Brittany will have, um, you know, a meltdown coming up for sure. Um, I'm very interested to see how they handle the um, changing out of the pastor situation. Cause we all know that that was kind of going on behind the scenes and then Lance Bass comes in. So I'm going to, I'm interested to see if they address that at all. A thousand percent. I think Brittany's going to, I, I, I would like to, I want to put money on it, but then again, Bravo, because especially <laughs> Bravo is so big on putting, you know, there's like, look at, look at, look at what happened, guys. We didn't do it. They did it. I think Brittany wants nothing more than to say not all Kentucky people are this, mm-hmm. that, or the third. I think she wants so badly to distance herself from any kind of thoughts about racism. I think that's why we got the black boyfriend when she went back when they had that spinoff show. Mm-hmm. She was like, this is my ex. And I was like, okay, so we get it. You're not a racist. Sure. Um, and she's like, I know everybody in Kentucky isn't homophobic. And because one of her best friends had gone on other podcasts and been like, guys, we're here. Like, I'm from Kentucky and I'm gay. And I, it's it's actually not like what people think. And 
I'm like, yeah, so is every state. Like every state is one way, is not just one way. Like, right. so it's not, you know, I don't need you to prove that to me. Prove it in your actions. Like nobody cares. Like people think certain things about certain states. Sure. It's the reason why no one was excited about Salt Lake City at first. But we won't know until they get on camera, right? I think Definitely. especially because of what Jax has been alleged to have said to Billy Lee mm-hmm. that made her want to quit everything for positive, they're going to say something about the pastor. Yeah. I think that because they filmed everything leading up to it, unless they decide to cut out everything about the meeting with their pastor, which I doubt they would because that's actually really great content of like your boyfriend who's a trash bag meeting with your <laughs> pastor and deciding that he's going to marry y'all and that he's good enough for you. Like, how much did you pay the church? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, what did you put in the collection plate? Like, because there's no way any pastor in America is going to think Jack was a good enough person for anyone, especially not someone like Brittany who's involved in the church and the community and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think that for them to switch, she's going to make a stand and be like, we didn't agree with some things that he said. And like, I don't, I don't support that. And she makes a very big effort to say things like that, especially on social media, which I'm like, that makes sense. So what about your husband? I'm just, just want to know. <laughs> like, what about yeah. him? He well, is also a bad person. It doesn't like, he is like a t- and especially with himself. Yeah. Especially with his recent, like under the breath comments about Aria, it must be exhausted. He's exhausting. such a bigoted individual. Mm-hmm. It must be exhausting for Brittany to like be constantly cleaning up after him, like mid interview of like, no, 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 he doesn't mean it like that. He, it's like, yes, he does. He's Jax Taylor. He is a trash person. I am not, I never, I'm not since the beginning of this podcast, have I gotten super political one way or the other, but their dynamic is so hilariously Trump and everyone else. <laughs> They're like, no, that's not what he said. And this lady, and then Trump comes back with this. And they're like, no, no, no. And he's like, nope, I said what I said and I'm sticking to it. And they're like, there like, are some, that is there exactly are some, what it reminds me of. Yeah, there are also some parallels with the, the tweeting as well. But, you know, we can leave yes. that for another podcast. <laughs> it's, it's so funny to me because Melania's big, like, movement was the bullying thing. And people the were like, anti-bullying. are you going to start with your husband? It's kind of mean on Twitter. Like, and I'm putting Ugh. it nicely. And Jax is like, you know, Brittany, she's good for me. She centers me. I'm like, obviously not enough, honey. She needs because to take your phone. she's constantly telling you, shut up. <laughs> Like, she has to take his phone. He's like a fucking child. He's the oldest one of the group and still acts like a kid, which is, again, why I say, Lisa, if anyone's going to be a wrecking ball, you had an opportunity to nip their chain much before James Kennedy got involved, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Everyone for- got to graduate. <laughs> for sure. Well, I, um, I definitely... I'm interested to see what the season brings. I'm interested to see what they do with the new people. I think that the girls are good additions. Um, I think that they'll, I, they need to mix more with the old, the older cast. But I, I think that like they really show some promise and I cannot wait my last prediction. And I don't know if it'll happen this season or if they get another season, but um, Danica is going to overthrow Sheena for that little girl click, and it's going to be hilarious to watch. Danica or Dana? Mm-hmm. No, Danica, the one oh, that because oh you know because really? you know right now it's Sheena's like the little head bitch in charge with Danica and Charlie, and Danica is going to overthrow Sheena. You heard it here first. It's going to happen, oh. and it's going to be hilarious to watch. I'm predicting it. <laughs> I love that prediction because I think I kind of get it. I think Danica 
is a force. I think the force that people think Dana is, I think Danica has it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Dana wants to be another Stassi, but I think she's more like an Ariana. Yeah, which I is see not that. a bad thing. I just think no. that, I, and I love Ariana. I just think that Ariana came in like everyone thought she was gonna like be able to rival Stassi, but she just didn't give a fuck, and that yes. made them like her more. Whereas Danica, I think, gives a fuck, and she will show you the fuck that she gives. I definitely agree. And um, the other parallel between Dana and Ariana is they both take their comedy very seriously. Very fucking seriously. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to thank Chelsea so much. Thank you for coming on. I am so excited for this season. Now you've given me some actual things to look out for and to watch. And we're all going to just watch a little bit closer to see how these edits go down, you know, for as genuine as they can make them. Um, Please tell everyone, of course, where they can find you. Sure. So you can find me at Ono Bravo on Instagram. Um, Please DM me. I always try to answer DMs. Um, I think that you guys are so much more hilarious than I am. And I love hearing hot takes. And thank you so much for having me on. This was so fun. I had so much fun. And honestly, you are definitely going to be able to come back. And we'll do this all over again. (laughs) Probably at the end of the year, at the end of the season, when we realize like what was what did we say that was true that happened all of the above yeah but in the meantime guys watching Vanderpump hang in there and sorry that this was late I wanted to be able to include Atlanta and um, Jersey as well because we just we need more things we just need so much more to talk about so that is all you can, of course, you know, subscribe, review, write me a little something, something to let me know that you liked it, you listened, especially shouting out who your favorite guests are so I can know to always get them back so you guys can get the content that you want and like. And, of course, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I, and subscribe to the page. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs>